Before we begin this episode, we're incredibly excited to say that this episode is sponsored by Blake Everly Co. Blake Everly Co. Actually, it's kind of a weird merger. This shop owner makes girls' clothing from newborn to 5T, and she's actually got some spooky stuff. So we thought parents, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, friends of little spawns, <laughs> little spawns. would actually get a kick out of this stuff and be able to find some really cool spooky Halloween unconventional stuff for their children. Yeah, definitely. She showed us some mock-ups of her clothing and it's great and some fabric choices that you guys can choose. And I personally, if I had little kids, there's a shining piece that I am so down for. Yeah, she showed us that she had a fabric from The Shining, The Exorcist. She also has just like in general Halloween themed, spooky themed fabric that you can choose from at a really affordable price. So we really are grateful to her for sponsoring us and we would also like you to check out her shop we do have a code which you guys can use for 10 percent off and it is t-e-p so just for the exorcisters podcast t-e-p-10 yep so blake everly co is on etsy it is b-l-a-k-e E-V-E-R-L-Y-C-O, all one word, no spaces. So again, thank you to Jessica at Blake Everly Co. for being our very first sponsor. Yes, thank you so much. And we hope you enjoy our episode. Snowballs? Yeah. Snowballs? Where's the fucking squeakies? Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 43, and we have a two for four for this episode. Mm-hmm. We are going to be discussing Zombieland from 2009 and Zombieland Double Tap from about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> we just got home from the theater, so it'll probably be more of like a Zombieland 2 discussion, mm-hmm. but we are going to talk about both of them. And before we begin, I just need to apologize real quick. We are having some insane wind today and it is making my doors rattle and things whistle which would normally be like cool and spooky except it's in like the middle of the afternoon (laughs) and so it's just kind of annoying but if you hear those things I apologize can't really do anything about it yeah but I think our consensus we just got home from seeing Zombieland Double Tap and the entire theater was laughing the whole they time. They were so happy. Yeah. It was great. There was people no annoying clapped. people. Uh-huh. No, it was a great, great audience. And people got excited when things happened mm-hmm. and were laughing. And I heard like a gasp. Like it was a really cool crowd because the movie did such a good job of giving the people what they want. Yeah, definitely did. This movie was amazing. There's nothing that I wanted more of that I didn't get. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing is that it didn't really try to be anything that Zombieland before it was in. Like, it knew it had a fan base and it knew what it did before it did well, but it didn't, it wasn't just a complete, like, shot for shot, just in a different area, which sometimes these 
kind of sequels. It's just like, I just watched the same fucking thing again, just a different place. And there have been a few where I've had a problem with that. Like, this is not in the genre at all, but when Incredibles 2 came out, that was years and years and years in the making. And I'm sure as many of you that grew up on that movie were Mm -hmm. excited a lot of people loved it, but I literally was like, that is literally the same right. movie with a different villain. It yeah. was the same fucking thing. Except this time it was the mom going back to work. Right. Yeah. And so I was disappointed because mm-hmm. they didn't really try to do anything that The Incredibles didn't already do. And this one, I'm not saying it's completely original from the first, mm-hmm. from its predecessor, but it wasn't something where I was bored because it was just doing the same thing and it was predictable. Like, I even said a few things to you. I was like, oh, is he going to die? And, mm-hmm. like, there were several things where I thought were going to happen and mm-hmm. didn't. Exactly. Because so. it's still a zombie comedy, so they wanted to give you that happy ending. And there was a time when I turned to you because you have long since said that loser kids are like your kryptonite. They yes. just oh, get to Band together. Yes. yes. Mine is just teamwork. And that they had an amazing finish to this movie, which involved a lot of teamwork. And I'm there like, oh, my God, you go, guys. You got this. And it was just great. I fucking loved this movie. And I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah. So the first Zombieland that came out in 2009, I'm not even a super fan, but I really enjoyed it. I thought the casting was great. Mm -hmm. I... The zombie movie, like, subgenre of horror can get a little old, I think, Mm -hmm. because... And I think it's just like any other genre in horror. You know, you've got your possessions and your zombies and your slashers. Mm-hmm. And it can get incredibly repetitive unless you do something. And even zombie comedies yes, absolutely. are overdone. We've seen three this year. Yeah. <laughs> just this year. Yeah. And so I think if you don't go at it with a an interesting... One of the things that sets this apart, first of all, is the casting. Yes. Woody Harrelson. Oh, my God. He is one of my favorite actors of all yeah. time. I would die for him. He's amazing. <laughs> he is amazing. Another one that I really, really enjoy is Emma Stone. Yes, love I've her too. I've loved almost everything that... Or maybe everything I've seen that she's been in. Mm-hmm. Jesse Eisenberg, good actor. I know that he is incredibly well known, but I haven't seen like I didn't see the Social Network and things mm-hmm. like that. So I didn't. I knew that he was a good actor, but not really somebody I've watched a lot. And Abigail Breslin just comes from a family, yeah, of actors. And I mean, and she's been in horror before. We see her right. all the way back to Signs, so that's pretty cool. Absolutely. So bringing first of all having that original cast in Zombieland they had a really great dynamic and these are not B-list actors no I mean the most B-list probably would be Abigail Breslin because she hasn't really done a ton from Zombieland 1 Mm -hmm. to Zombieland 2 but she didn't seem to lose her touch or her character along the way because she was young in Zombieland so she's you know grown up and gone into her 20s and things like Mm -hmm. that but she came back and she was the same character. They didn't seem to miss a beat from Zombieland to Zombieland 2. Exactly. They knew what they were supposed to be acting like. Exactly. It was like it was made a few years after. Mm-hmm. But the first Zombieland, I really loved the comedy aspects and the editing. So the rules. like mm-hmm. Also, a little fun tidbit. Garland, Texas, <laughs> from the beginning, 
is where both of my parents are from, went to high school there. I grew up the first seven years of my life in Garland, Texas. So Really? Just both a, of your parents went to high school there? Mm-hmm. Both really? of my parents graduated from South Garland High School. Yep. That's really cool mm-hmm. because they, like, separated long distance and then came back together to the same town, right? Because so, he went overseas. Yes. And they were older when they got back together. Right. Or got together. Yeah. So my parents both graduated from the same high school, but my dad was a few years ahead of my oh, mom. Oh, same high school, too? Because mm-hmm. I assume there's multiple high schools there. Are. There are. So there's, like, so Garland, North Garland, really South Garland. Cool. Name and Forest. There's a ton of high schools there. I think five or six. And they did. So they didn't really know each other in high school. But my dad has been a soccer player, had been a soccer player his entire life. And he even went over to Europe and played soccer before oh. he even went to Cairo to work Dang. with the military. And my mom also played soccer. So when my dad had finished his military contract job in Cairo, Egypt, this is super off you know, topic. But I'm fascinated. Came back. He actually, my mom was in a women's soccer league and he was one of the coaches. Really? Yep. That's so fucking, like, yeah. the coincidence of that is so fucking cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So he went all over the world and came back yeah. and met her and they had both already been married and divorced yeah. and found each other and yeah. That's pretty awesome. And now I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> all because of Garland, Texas. Yes. My <laughs> grandmother lived in Garland until she died and I still have my aunt that lived a street away from her my great aunt and so Mm -hmm. I still have a bunch of family there there. but it's just interesting because it's like a not uh, of all the fucking it's not like Dallas or something where you'd hear it a lot right or even like he talks about his dorm room in Austin you can assume that's probably UT but he traveled through Garland to go north Mm -hmm. because you go from Austin through north Texas and Garland is kind of north Texas. That's so. really cool. I yeah. love that. That's something that being from Colorado, I'd probably be able to put that in my head. But mm-hmm. Texas, I don't know. It just sounds like a city to me. So that's cool that you were able to map out where the fuck he was going. Yes. And also that they actually used a real city along the way. Exactly. They could have made up anything. Exactly. You know, but Garland, Texas, where that bathroom was. So that's kind of cool. And actually, if you talk about zombie land, it's really funny. Most people, because I'm still friends with a lot of, like, I grew up in church in Garland when mm-hmm. I was little, so I'm still friends. And anytime zombie land is brought up, I've seen, like, gifts and memes <laughs> going around being like, oh, my God, it's Garland. And everybody <laughs> freaks out because they're all in Garland. So that's just kind of a little cool. So is it as uh, ghetto and disgusting as what he says in the movie? Because he makes a comment of, you'd think this was from the zombies, but it's not. This is just Garland. Well, so (laughs) there's a reason that my family... So I went to kindergarten and first grade in Garland. And there is a reason I did not finish school in Garland. But it's not, like, it's not all bad by any means. It's just really big. I mean, you have five or six high schools. Yeah, there's going to be parts of town I mean, but they have Garland High School. I think uh, people from Garland that listen to this are going to rip me to shreds. (laughs) I believe Garland High School or Naaman Forest High School are the magnet, or one of them is a magnet school. So they Mm -hmm. have, like, a arts and, okay, that's cool. you know, a few th- of those things. And there are some parts of Garland that are nice. And just like I think any big city, there are parts of Garland that are not. Yeah. And it is a pretty diverse town, though, which is cool because it's not like, oh, the south side of Garland's just garbage. Yeah. You know, it's it's so big. There are mm-hmm. several pockets Exactly. bad. Yeah. But it's, it's not bad. I mean, our house was cute. We had big trees and my whole neighborhood, we were all friends. All the parents were friends. We just get to, I mean, it was definitely a great childhood mm-hmm. being in Garland. So, but I could see it when the zombie apocalypse <laughs> broke out. 
it looking just like it did in the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not the nicest, but it's not, like, desolate and okay. crime-ridden. But, all right. Back to the movie. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Little history there. But that's why a lot of people that I know got excited about this, and a lot of them, when Zombieland came out in 2009, were like, oh my god, Garland's in it. Mm -hmm. And so that's when a lot of us started That's totally fair. If someone had a Manitou in a movie, I would be like their opening night, waiting in line. And I don't remember seeing this in theaters. I actually don't even remember the first time I saw it, but it was probably just like on my living room couch Mm -hmm. or something. Or something I bought at Entertain Mart when it was on sale. Like, it wasn't something I was excited about because (laughs) zombie comedies Mm -hmm. aren't the things that I just get really excited for. But then when I saw this, I was really pleasantly surprised. It was incredibly endearing a movie. Mm -hmm. It's like that lone wolf finds a family. Exactly. It's just a great feel-good zombie movie, just like Little Monsters was. Yeah. I mean, the zombie comedies have really hit for me this year. I completely agree. Every single one of them And they're all so different. Yes! They didn't copy each other. No. Zombie comedies can be incredibly the same <laughs> and but yeah the dead don't die little monsters and this one were all very different from each and other very good and had a lot to offer in each mm-hmm. individual piece there yeah so just talking about Zombieland versus Zombieland 2 I honestly don't know which one I like more because it just kind of felt like the same movie had just grown up. Yeah, like we just continued with it. Exactly. Yeah, and another thing that I really like, I think that sequels can be... I think we've talked about this a million times, but I think they can be scary, and I think that they can be... Ruined easily? Yes. This one was not. No, and I think that waiting 10 years was a really, really smart idea. Yeah. I know that studios like to... Hurry it up, get the money. Yeah, Yeah. but I love when sequels take their time because... You know, from Toy Story 2 to Toy Story 3, I keep talking about Pixar, but just in relation to my childhood versus, I was stoked for Toy Story 3. Because, I mean, how long was it between 2 and 3? Yeah, it was forever. Almost 10 years. And so I think that you, first of all, build a great hype. It's easy advertising. People are like, holy shit, they're making another Mm -hmm. one. Because the first one was so good. But you also give it enough time for the actors to mature. Mm-hmm. And for them to do other things that they want to do, they don't get typecast. They don't get bored of playing these characters. Exactly. They come back and it's fresh and it's very well done because they've had a decade to put this together yeah. to make it. It did not, it's not feel a rush rushed. Job. Exactly. There are so many films that mm-hmm. are just. Th- I mean, I'm, how many times are we going to say it? But look at Annabelle. The, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> look at the Annabelle yeah, movies. Like exactly, and we have more coming of them. We have the Nun two coming next year, and it's like they're just going to keep pumping them out. Like, yeah, seriously. Well, and like look at from Annabelle to Annabelle creation, there was a little bit of a gap there. It wasn't yeah. like one came out and the Annabelle Which creation was, good, was scary. Yes, exactly. In my opinion, and then there wasn't a gap again, and it was crap. So right, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. But we're not talking about Annabelle. But Zombieland 2, fucking amazing. Honestly, if I were to say which one I love more, probably Zombieland 2. Really? This one, I, I feel, hit more buttons for me and was better. Funny buttons? Funny. Or- oh, my God. This is so fucking good. <laughs> I'm going to go watch it again. There was a character that got introduced that you've seen in the trailers. Her name is Madison, and she is, like, the... She's fucking hilarious. And I thought she was going to be really fucking annoying. Me too. But she actually did really well. I don't know if it was the writing or her performance or maybe just a mixture of both. But it was actually a pretty Mm -hmm. solid addition to the crew. I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Do you know who her mom is? 
Like in I, real life? I didn't pay attention, no. Uh, her mom in real life is, have you ever seen Back to the Future? Yes. So Marty's mother that he goes back in time and mm. wants to do him, that's her mom in real life. So she came from star yeah. people, which right. is really cool that she's not, I don't know, she's not dumping that down the toilet and being a terrible, terrible actress. She's really trying. I mean, it was funny. And I love that they acknowledged that, like, she was still wearing the tracksuits track <laughs> that were popular coming out of 2008, 2009. Yes. She was still carrying the purses that were popular then. So Obama she had never. Was the president. Yeah. They really kept up with that. She had never left the mall. Yes. And so she was still. Wearing that stuff. Because that was all that was left. And yeah. so there were little things that aren't hard to do for a movie, but I think that they oftentimes get thrown by the wayside overlooked yeah they don't really look at that detail of this would make it perfect yeah but they made her the epitome of like 2008 2009 yeah young adult older teen fashion and Mm -hmm. she just never which was perfect yeah they kept her in that but they did that with a lot of stuff like i was saying there's the president at the time was obama so there was obama stuff when they get to the white house and they just really kept it with that era which is a amazing yeah good detail the only thing that is annoying and this is just part of the story this isn't to knock the movie you know in the first one when they turn on the amusement park you're like are you fucking kidding me Mm -hmm. and then in the second one it's fireworks Uh and you're like like, have we learned nothing it's been 10 years and you're setting off fireworks are you fucking kidding i get that you're hippies and you're high and you want to see the bright lights in the sky but (laughs) seriously come on yeah so they spoiler alert get to a compound where they literally melt the weapons to make peace medallions which is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I, you know what? I got to say, I don't know if I'd rather be there. Because when you're like, you can come into this commune, but we have, have absolutely no weapons. We don't even keep them under lock and key. And I think I'd be like, no. I'm just going to move on. Like, like They should have at least kept them. In the in the very beginning, their little bug opening. Yeah, I have like a weapons master or something. Yes, where but he's like holding it away from him, like it's disgusting. Yes, he's like, oh my god, what the fuck. And I understand, you know, the whole idea of passivism, but I think when it comes to, and I'm the kind of bitch where like I'll walk spiders outside as long mm-hmm. as they're like, if I can like get them and like. But if they were actually trying to eat your face. Yeah, fucking kill them. (laughs) Exactly. I don't care if they were humans at one point. Zombies would be my line where, no offense, Kristen, but if you started coming at me, I'm going to shoot you in the face. Perfect. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I would hope you would do the same thing. (laughs) Exactly. Packed. Got it. Yeah. So if I was ever like, like, make sure that I'm not like having an allergic reaction to something. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking told you. (laughs) (laughs) One character, they think that she got bit, but she's just having an allergic reaction. She literally talks about, my tongue is numb. I'm like, she's fucking having an allergic reaction. And then later on, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. I really liked going back to the original movie. I did make a couple notes. And one was the main character, Columbus. He's so fucking smart. And I don't think I would think of the things that he does. Like, he's great at making those rules. But, like, when he first meets... Tallahassee, and he tries to put that bike up in front of him to at least give him some sort of protection. It's not going to be much, but it's fucking something. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of it. I think I'd just panic. He's very tactical for, like, the mm-hmm. nerd. I, and I think a lot of people that would survive would be Columbus-type people. Exactly. If you get the video game nerds or mm-hmm. the just incredibly intelligent people, 
They may not have brute force on their side, but they do have tactics and strategy yes, on their side. Exactly. And so I think having a good, what they did well was they brought a lot of different elements into this group and they had a lot of, you know, Tallahassee is going to be your brute force mm-hmm. and your let's go kill them all. And Columbus is going to be your, okay, but let's think about this. Exactly. Let's rationalize things. And then you have the girls who were master manipulators, mm-hmm. you know, even yeah. before the zombies. And you have to have some cold-heartedness as well mm-hmm. in order to absolutely to They're a great survive. Team. So it's – I like – them all together and there wasn't anybody other than Madison in the second one that just like didn't fit in but then she was brought in as the mm-hmm. comic relief of this group but then she did help at the end so that she was did good. yeah she had a good idea she, of and she smashing had a, people yeah she had a purpose it wasn't just to yeah. bring in a dumb blonde character mm-hmm. she comes full circle kind of towards the end exactly not completely but <laughs> she gets pretty close yeah I really I really liked all of them the characters mm-hmm. I don't have yeah. one that I disliked honestly Bill Murray's funny, like yeah. Don't don't leave with the credits, by the way, because there's more. It's really quick though. Like they roll the credits and then they cut to a Bill Murray scene, and then when that's over, yeah, you're good. But I love all the callbacks they did. You can tell that they truly respected the first one, and that mm-hmm. they didn't want to do anything. Yeah, it was ne- callbacks. It wasn't the same thing, right? And I think that having. You know, in the trailer, you see that Tallahassee and Columbus kind of meet a mirrored mm. duo. Yeah. Which is also really cool to see. It was That funny. this group has also survived because they have the, of the calculator and the enforcer, exactly. basically. And they also add in a character for Tallahassee, which is a badass. And mm-hmm. she's awesome. And it just was a really fun... I mean, like I said, the whole theater was really engaged with Zombieland Double Tap. And having them still put up the rules and the editing Mm -hmm. and the... I mean, it was just really fun. And it never... Even with, like, these giant fucking... This text sitting there, like, rule number whatever. Mm -hmm. It didn't really take you out of the movie at all. Exactly. There were times when I ignored it. I know there's one when they're walking into a building that it pops up for a second. And I didn't notice until it fell over. And I'm like, fuck, I missed the rule. Yeah. But it was great. And Brad was talking about on the way home, the zombie effects. Mm-hmm. I mean, are amazing. Not only is this like a warm, fuzzy kind of funny movie, but the scenes where they go badass, yeah. they are, is really badass. Like mm-hmm. the beginning, and there's a big slow-mo intro to them wiping out a bunch of zombies, and they didn't shy away from showing the zombies, yes. the faces the and the movements and the, and the kills. Gore. The gore was good. It was real good. And then there's a scene where you can tell how much more sophisticated they are from the first one to the second one because one of them gets on high ground and yells like 2 o'clock, 1.30, 6 yes. o'clock, and they all just spin around and they start taking out That's these zombies. That's the teamwork I'm talking about. Yep. It's amazing. And not only have the characters evolved, but the zombies have evolved as well. Yes. And that's cool because I think, of, you know, there have been some sequels where the zombies are zombies. Walking mm-hmm. Dead. How many seasons of Walking Dead are there where yeah. they're pretty much the same? Mm-hmm. They don't evolve at all. But this actually shows some zombie evolution as well and how they've adapted to the environment mm-hmm. and being hunted and being killed. Which makes sense because if they were actually to stay long term, a winter would wipe out a zombie. 
But if they were actually to survive long term, they'd have to evolve around that. So that would make sense that if they're around this long, they'd have to. Well, just like anything, they're biological beings. They mm-hmm. were human beings. So it would just make sense because you're right. Eventually, if they don't find shelter, which they're not that smart, elements are going to wipe them out. Exactly. So it's not like they're going and getting coats for the winter. Exactly. Or drinking, and I don't know if zombies need water, but they are inherently biological systems that have that needs to survive. That are decaying right. already. So exactly. Yeah. So it's just uh, incredibly cool to see the evolution of the characters and of the uh, antagonists in, mm-hmm. the, in the story. And to see how much more open they are to outsiders and yes. going into this commune and stuff. It's... And the outsiders are open to them. Like, Walking yeah. Dead, all you see, any time you meet someone new, they're probably bad. Yeah. Whereas in this, they were all good people that were just trying to survive. It's super interesting because just talking about The Walking Dead, I only made it to the first few episodes of, I think, season five. So I only made it to where they get to the cannibal commune. (laughs) (laughs) So the worst people ever. Right. And so I didn't make it to Negan or anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know about some deaths, obviously, because you can't hide from pop culture. Yeah. So when they get to the hippie commune, I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> right? You exactly. Because I just assumed that they're That was what the people. hippie commune was in Walking Dead, yeah. They were killing people and eating them yeah. to survive. But this one's like, everything is organic. Group sex. Vegan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no group sex, but group sex. <laughs> this guy, he just keeps bringing it up throughout the movie. That they're not allowed to have group sex in this commune, but then he's like, oh, do we have group sex now? Which is a super weird rule. You would think with hippies, it'd be like, Eh. Always groups. Do whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. But it also, I mean, it didn't really show you any people that were bad. And that was really refreshing because, again, mm-hmm. in most zombie films, people are bad. Yes. Like, well, the zombies are secondary. Exactly. Zombies, once you figure out how to take care of them, it's not the zombie that's scary. It's how many of them there are. And once you start killing them down, that becomes even less frightening. So you have to turn people into the bad guys because you have to have someone. Which I think is why I stopped watching Walking Dead because I was like, it's not zombies anymore. Yeah, the zombies weren't the scary part. Yeah. It was people like fucking psychos like Negan. Exactly. But I like that in this movie, they kept the zombies as the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're skeptical of people, but every single person that they met and came across, they ended up being able to work things out and not want to kill each other, and that was that. Mm-hmm. So it's a more pure zombie film. And even in the Dawn of the Dead remake, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're bad people. Exactly. And like, that's how the one lone survivor dies. Not or, the living I mean, dead not the living dead. Exactly. Yeah. That's how he fucking dies. He's down in the basement trying to survive, and then he gets fucking shot. Like, right. <laughs> and this didn't have that. It was literally just zombies. Mm-hmm. That's your problem. And so instead of having to create a human element, which there is a little bit of one because Little Rock goes off with a hippie, but mm-hmm. that's just kind of gets them to the end game here. What they did Fucking instead of poser. adding Yeah. What they did instead of adding in people are evil, they just evolved the zombies and mm-hmm. made them scarier. Which is awesome. Which is really cool because I'm so tired of the like you know, you have to have a good person and a bad person. You can't just mm-hmm. have a good person. Right. They pretty much kept the people as the goods and the zombies as the bad, mm-hmm. which is all I, all I want 
in a zombie <laughs> film. I know that writing character conflict can make your movie more complex, but this was not one that needed to be. And exactly. there was like there was a relationship problem between Columbus mm-hmm. and and um, Wichita. Wichita, yeah. And so you had some of that, but it's not like either one of them were evil. Yeah, or trying they to were kill just going people, through shit as couples do. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a ton to dive into because, again, zombie comedies, it's very... Surface. What it is. Yeah. yeah. And especially with Zombieland, like, yes, there are some relationships that develop and then some human psychology that comes into those things. But I just love how they just made it a funny but also zombies are involved mm-hmm. movie and just left it at that. And how are we going to fight this plague of zombies and come coming up with an idea together which is what you yes, really loved that was my favorite part oh my god that was so good yeah and it's also interesting seeing what i another thing i really like about zombie movies is the director or the writers or the producers whatever their vision is of the world after it's ended it's always interesting <laughs> yes, to see i agree like when in the first one when they're going through hollywood and going mm-hmm. into celebrities houses and all the things that you're able to do now that there are no people mm-hmm. and the white house and yes these communes that have been created and just that's i'm not i literally never want to live through an apocalypse oh, yeah. but it'd be interesting to see the before and after and what people do yeah. with the after i like also that you know this movie aged everything up like before we go to bill murray's house and it's still a pretty pristine be- yeah it's yeah. pretty outside it's beautiful inside and then we go to the white house and years later and there's ivy growing on it and it's looking less taken care of and loved and well like graceland has fallen in on itself yeah exactly you know and then you have to think of, like, this is what it would be if humans weren't touching anything. Yes. And maintaining and cutting grass. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, other than the zombie part, the world is doing what it's supposed to do. Yes. And obviously nobody's worried about manicuring the lawn or cutting the weeds. And so yeah, you get to see the world, I think, in its more natural state yeah which is eating everything exactly (laughs) it's like the show life after people which if anybody likes history stuff like that it's really interesting and it talks it goes through things like it'll go through boston or san francisco and it'll show you the golden gate bridge and what will happen in so many years it'll take for it to fall down exactly and then you know thousands of years after that this falls down and it's really interesting and that's kind of what it felt like I want to go watch that now. I've never... It's so good. It's so good. They do one of Denver, too. That's super interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am a human being, and I would rather the planet not die, Mm -hmm. obviously. But, you know, it would be interesting to see what the world could be if we weren't always cutting it down. Yeah. But that's a whole... I mean, everything grows back pretty fast. Mother Nature is resilient, is basically... I mean, even within, like... Five to ten years, which I think of as pretty fast. The world yeah. has already started growing grass over roads and things like that. It just starts taking it back. I mean, imagine how many times in the summer you fucking mow your yard. Exactly. But on the scale of being completely untouched by any of our emissions mm-hmm. and tools and maintenance and trying to fight Mother Nature, yes. which we do constantly, even just with normal homeownery things, mm-hmm. you know. So, Check it out. It's a really good series. Yeah. So that's interesting to see them 
mm-hmm. what their vision is on what the world looks like. And that's just like The Walking Dead or 28 Weeks Later or mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead or Night of the Living. Like all of these things, the their vision of what the world looks like after human beings or with limited human beings is super interesting to mm-hmm. me. I feel like I am a zombie movie person and I just don't want to admit it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, is it like how you feel about superhero movies and aliens? Yeah. Where you don't really want to watch it, but then when you do, you love it? I think so. Is it like that? Yeah. Because I watched Dawn of the Dead, the remake in 2004, I want to say, quite a bit when I was like a young teenager. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed it. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I like zombie movies. I feel like I'm at a meeting I and I like, just admitted you just something. Admitted it. Are you embarrassed about yourself now? I just, it's one of those where it's like, oh, it's another zombie movie. They're going to bust out of the grave. They're going to eat people. Mm-hmm. People are going to run and create. It's just like all the same stuff. But then that's kind of hypocritical because like all the possession movies get a priest and do mm-hmm. an exorcism and the demon shows its face and, and all the supernatural movies, there's something in the corner or mm-hmm. something going to pop exactly. out. Exactly. You, you they know, all have their cliches. Yeah. So I guess it's just not one that like scares me. Yeah. But I guess thinking about it, it would be a, an incredibly scary. Yeah. I would die. That's what I, that's where I'm left is I love zombie movies because I like apocalyptic scenario movies. So contagion you know it's about this disease that's going through and killing a lot of fucking people like that stuff i would sit there and it's terrifying because i'd sit there and go how the fuck would i survive i don't think i would honestly i think i'd die well and it's not like disease eradicating human beings has never happened before exactly it didn't reanimate them but Mm -hmm. it's not like it couldn't happen well what if there is some fucking disease that goes through and it just kills all your brain cells until you are left just wanting to eat people yeah. That seems kind of plausible. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm sure zombie movies have some sort of point. Mm-hmm. They all do it differently, too. It's always like it's this kind of disease or fever or virus exactly. or bacteria. Or fracking. Or fracking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Like in The Dead Don't Die. So, I mean, it's... And even when you bring in, people could use it as, like, biological warfare mm-hmm. it's not like people haven't tried as an anthrax in the mail exactly you know? or you know even in ancient times they used to throw black plague victims over walls Their enemies yeah, yeah so that the enemies get sick and die yeah it's been used human beings are terrible that is so fucking we true. are weak and terrible yes that is really true I do not think that I'd be in a cool group like in Zombieland. I think I'd just be a fucking zombie or just dead. I for sure think I'd die. Yeah. Like not just even turn into a zombie. Like No, I think I would probably get stuck in the middle of a horde and I wouldn't turn into a zombie. They would just eat me. That sounds awful because they never just seem to want to go for the things that kill you quickly. They're going to go for your your stomach. Yeah. That would be the worst part of being in a zombie apocalypse and dying that way. Yeah. Like that or getting nuked, I think would be my apocalypse. Uh, No thank yous. I'm cool with getting nuked if I'm in like the epicenter. Well, that's the problem. But you're never in the epicenter. You're going to like feel your skin burning and you're going to leave a stained shadow and then your skin's either just going to, like, when you lie to a piece of paper and do that for a while, mm-hmm. or you're going to get really, 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 really sick, or you're going to be mutated, or you're going to die from cancer in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Happy thoughts. Yeah. It did leave it open for a third one, kind of, but that's open to interpretation. Yeah. I really honestly hope they don't do a third one. Yeah. I think that 
if they did another movie like this, then I would be at the point where I was like, I'm watching the same fucking movie for a third time. Mm-hmm. So I hope they leave it. The only thing that it had to do with the Bill Murray scene at the end. Yeah. So I'm not going to spoil gonna that. Yeah. What was cool about that, though, is they had somebody famous that you wouldn't expect come in and turn into a zombie for him. Yeah. That was that cool. That was really cool. Uh, but they, I I don't think they will. I think they will leave it. But with if this is such a huge success, which I think it will be, that's when studios can get take something get really greedy. good and decide mm-hmm. to fuck it up. Yeah. So we'll see. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope the actors don't want to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that they all are at a level of fame where they can kind of pick and choose Do their projects. And I kind of hope that they have a say in, like, you know, maybe if the script is amazing. But if, like, we do a third one and then she's, like, pregnant, I'm just going to be annoyed. Mm-mm. You know, bringing yeah. that element or something. Like, I just... Yeah. That'll be annoying. But for the most part, I, I, I like both of these movies. I think I would probably give them both fours. Mm-hmm. Um... The first one for me is probably a four. This one was a five. I love oh, this one cool. so much. So good. Yeah, it'll be fun to buy it when it comes out and just have it. Yes. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Sorry it wasn't in-depth much about the movie, but it was just... I don't really... Zombie comedies are just zombie comedies. Like, I don't know. They have relationship problems and they're zombies. And ta-da, there's your movie. But that doesn't take away from how good the movie was. It was really good. We really enjoyed it. I really recommend seeing it in theaters. It's a really good date night movie. Oh, definitely. Uh, because it's not, like, if you have somebody that doesn't like horror, like Brad and Connor, neither one of them like horror, they still both really enjoyed this film. So mm-hmm. definitely head out and see it and hang out with us on our social medias. Facebook and Instagram are The Extra Sisters Podcast, and Twitter is The Extra Sisters. And you can hit us up on our Gmail at theextrasisters at gmail.com. And next time... It's actually the week of Halloween, and we're going to be marathoning. We're going to be with you every single day. It'll be awesome. It's going to be great. And our very first one, some places are like people. Some shine and some don't. Till next time, stay creepy.